All right, so today we are talking to Charmy Galang. Charmy is a retired banker turned educator and investment strategist. She crafts investment strategies for women ready to accelerate their journey to financial independence by helping them learn how to invest in real estate and the stock market confidently and successfully. I'm really excited today because we're talking all about REITs and real estate, so something that I'm a little bit familiar about as well. So welcome, Charmy. Thank you, Maria. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. It's a wonder wonderful event that uh, you're organizing. Awesome. So just to get started um, right from the beginning, what is a REIT? Yes. So REITs, it's an abbreviation for real estate investment trusts. And to really understand where it fits in your portfolio, it was really created in Canada. They're very recent. It was created in 1993. It's to give the opportunity for individuals to be able to invest in large scale real estate without having to bid that big down payment if you actually buy a physical real estate. So that's what it was created for. And are there different types of REITs? Like are all they all the same? Can you kind of dig into that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So one thing too is that uh, when you buy REITs, there, there's publicly traded and there's private REITs. Um, I'm going to talk more about the publicly traded REITs because they're available for everyone. So there, yeah, you have different types of REITs. What's nice with that is you have a diversification, you have commercial REITs, you have residential REITs, you have healthcare, storage REITs. So you have all these choices depending what you want to buy in that in the industry. They relate to real estate, but how do, how are they different then from this traditional real, you know, like I'm used to, you know, buying a house, holding it, tenanting, that sort of thing. How is it different? Yeah, for sure. So what the difference basically is, it is uh, traded on the stock market. So it's accessible for everyone. And I would say like one of the things uh, I like with REITs is that it's a, it's a very low entry point. So you can buy uh, REITs at $10. It's available uh, anytime for anyone that doesn't have a big budget. That's what happens with real estate because the entry point is a lot uh, bigger. Uh, it's also very liquid because it trades in the stock market. So if you ever want to, you know, you bought something, and you're like, I don't want it anymore. You can just sell it and it'll be available within 48 hours your cash. Also, it's very passive. So once you know what to look for, how to do the good research, um, there's not that much to do after. Really check it once every six months or uh, a year. And it's easily diversified. So you can buy different types of industries. And also it's very transparent. One of the things that's good with REITs is it's a very regulated industry. So you have the regulators, the managers, and everything's available for the public if you want more information about it. So it's essentially like if they take like an apartment building, they're kind of selling it in like little pieces or little chunks. And that's kind of what you're getting. That's what a REIT is, essentially. Yeah. So we, yeah. So there is a manager that, you know, there's it's a company, actually. And uh, they're like landlords, depending what they have. If it's a residential REIT, they're the landlords. And any uh, rental income that uh, they get, they distribute that to the um, the people that buy their REITs. So that's how you get the dividend. Okay. So lots of um, positives you're saying. What are some of the risks involved with investing in REITs? Yeah. So like any assets, there's always some risk. Uh, one is um, depending on what type of REIT you're buying, they, they can be uh, interest rate sensitive because a lot of them will have mortgages if you have residential REITs and even commercial. Um, so they can be uh, sensitive to interest rates. And also the type of industry, like we've seen in 2020 when COVID happened, uh, the office REITs uh, really suffered because a lot of people didn't go to work. Uh, they didn't need the space anymore. So there, there's that type of risk as well. Okay, so that makes sense. We talked a little bit about some of the positives, but can we just kind of break down, I mean, some of the pros and cons of investing in a REIT over traditional real estate, like if we're comparing the two to trying to decide which one's better? Yeah, for sure. I would say uh, one of the pros is um, definitely the low entry point. Uh, you can invest in a REIT at, uh, you know, a lot cheaper than real estate. Real estate, usually uh, you need a large down payment. Um, the liquidity factor as well. If you buy a REIT and you decide you don't want it anymore, you can sell it. Uh, real estate, it will depend how the market is doing. So it could take 
take a few weeks or a few months or even or over a year. Um, so there's that liquidity. And also I find um, for some people, they don't want to be a landlord. When you have physical real estate, you and I know that Maria, because we both have real estate. Um, some people they don't want the hassle, you know, they don't want the calls from tenants. They don't want to worry about renovations. So it's more passive income compared to real estate. I think that's a definite, like people are like, I want to invest in real estate. It's like, there's lots of ways of doing it. And I think a REIT, you're right, is very hands-off. So what are some of the cons? Like what are some of the cons to a REIT versus traditional real estate? I would say one of the things is uh, depending what type of investor you want to be is uh, you don't have control over a REIT, right? It's, it's managed by a company. So if you want to be more in control, like, you know, you want to have your physical real estate, be able to renovate it, change your tenants, you don't have that control. And the other thing is leverage. It has very limited leverage. And this, I find the magic of physical real estate depending where you live, you can buy like a million dollar property and put the 20% down, like you just put 200,000 and you have a million dollar property. So there's that magic of leverage and physical real estate that you won't get in a REIT. I think there's also potential for some upside, maybe like in the traditional versus the REIT. You're in big control of that more, I think sometimes, right? Which is can be good pros and cons, I guess, how much control you want to have or not control you want to have of that. Uh, so can you explain the investment journey? So if this is someone, something new for somebody, if I'm like, hey, I want to invest in real estate, what is that journey of looking to invest in a REIT versus looking to invest in traditional real estate? Right. So if you, for example, you want to invest in a REIT, you've decided that something that's good for your portfolio, one thing to do is uh, uh, open a brokerage account because you're going to be able to buy it and sell it in the stock market. Um, then you decide what type of REIT you want to invest, right? And then compare it to the similar types of REITs. Once you know what it is, it's really just buying and selling in your brokerage account. So it's pretty straightforward, I would say. Once you know the research, obviously, there's a, there's quite a research to do. Uh, real estate, I find it, it is more uh, work. You need to know what type of real estate you want to invest in, what type of tenants you want, like long-term, short-term, uh, mid-term. And there's a lot more things to look into. Uh, you're going to have to deal with, you know, uh, real estate agents, accountants, uh, inspectors, uh, your mortgage broker. But the beauty of real estate, I would say, because I I, re I love real estate as well, is once you have that team, once it's all set up, it's really a business. So you have more control how successful that business is going to be. So that would be the journey, I would say. Uh, really, like the REITs is more a passive type of income. Real estate, physical real estate, it is a business. So be very aware. It's going to take that time because you have a business in your hands. Yeah, so many people are like, oh, investing in real estate is passive. But it's like it is never passive. Uh, I totally agree with that. And you can buy REITs in registered accounts as well, correct? Actually, I would suggest to buy it in a registered account. The reason being is the dividends uh, from the distribution, it is taxable. So if you want to, you don't have to, you want to have, because it's such a headache, honestly, to have in a non-registered account and you have to, you know, fill out these T3s and all those forms, buy it either in your RSP or a TFSA. So that way you don't have to worry about the taxation. And that's for Canadian REITs, for example. If you do buy US REITs, just be careful because the tax-free savings account, it's not recognized by the U.S. So you will, stay, you will still pay some of the, um, the taxation for that. But as long as you buy it in your RSP, you're fine. Uh, Canadian REITs is fine. TFSA, RSP, those are the best investment uh, vehicles to buy it in. Okay, that's a, some really, that's a really good tip. Do all REITs give a dividend? Yes, that's what they're supposed to do. <laughs> oh, wait, good to know. I did not know that. Okay, so what type of investor are REITs better for? And what type of investor is traditional real estate better for? As we kind of weigh those kind of which is better. I would say REIT for investors that want more a passive type of uh, income, uh, less a headache. And also a lot of people I know, they like to do the research part, but they don't, they don't like networking. A REIT is a, it's a really good way. And also, and what's nice with Canadian REITs, most of them pay monthly uh, dividend income. So it's easy to put down your budget. So if you're looking for a monthly income that's uh, very passive, uh, REITs could be a very good
good way to have in your portfolio. Okay, that's a really good tip. And obviously traditional real estate is someone who just wants to maybe own that bigger asset themselves. I know that's a big thing when I talk to people, they're like, I just want to own something. I understand this. I mean, for us, that was one of the things when we started, it seemed easier to understand, not easier, just easier to understand. The stock market seemed very confusing. It's not now, now that I know a little bit more, but. It's so true. Like I would say, like a lot of people, they don't know what REITs are. So they're like, they find it's complicated, but honestly, once you understand what it is, it's a lot less complicated than the physical real estate because physical real estate, I find the purchasing part is the fun part. <laughs> once you purchase it, that's when the real work happens. You know, it's, it's, it's a building that you have to maintain with tenants in there. So for sure. Absolutely. So that brings me, that brings up my next question. So where can someone learn about REITs that are available? So they're watching this like, yeah, I want to get involved in a REIT. You've mentioned lots of different kinds. Where can I know just like what REITs are out there? Yeah. So if you have a brokerage account, uh, what's nice with that is a lot of these platforms are so advanced now. So you have actually everything in the platform. You're able to do your research, all the information is there. And it's a very regulated industry, like I said. So everything is there. Another tip I would say is uh, invest in a, an investing course. That way you have an accelerated uh, way of really knowing what to look for and, you know, avoid that some types of REITs that uh, might not be good in your portfolio. So that's where I can kind of learn. So through the brokerage, you can kind of just search by REIT and kind of they give you those informations. How does someone, so now I found this list of REITs. How do I determine if it's a good investment or not? Like, can you talk a little bit more about the details of that analysis? Yes. Yeah, so the first thing I would do if I would, if I decide to invest this REITs is uh, choose the type of REITs that are very similar in the same industry. So choose a few of them. So if, for example, you decide I want to invest in industrial re uh, REITs because they did very well the past few years. So choose a few because you're going to need to compare. So once you have a few, you're, then you're going to do the comparison. And it is still a business, right? So one thing to look for is this business doing well. And don't forget that because uh, some people, they just buy it for the dividend. But if it's not doing well, that's still not a good business. Is it doing well? How high is the debt ratio? Is it okay? Um, or is it a lot higher than its peers? How high is the payout ratio? Because that's what they're going to need to do to pay out the dividends. And also the dividend history, because a lot of them, sometimes they will increase their dividend yields. So when you see a company that's doing that, usually they're doing very well. So you have an idea how good the company is. And because the REIT is also managed, also look at the management team. Um, even though history won't predict that how it's going to be, it also it still gives you an idea how well they manage it along the years. So look at the, the management team for that REIT as well. Yeah, that's been a tip we've seen a few times, or I've heard a few times whenever you're looking at individual stocks, whether it be growth stocks or dividends, is really look at that management team. Now, where is all of this information available? Is this all available like in through the brokerage account? Yes, you should have them in the brokerage account. And also they are companies, so they will have, have their own website. So if you do decide to, uh, to buy specific REIT, they usually have their own website and everything should be there as well. And you can actually contact them too. So, And if you didn't have a brokerage account yet, let's say we haven't set that up yet, we're kind of like looking at this. Could you just like Google it? Like can you find that information there as well? Yeah, you can definitely do uh, Yahoo Finance. You can go on the Morningstar. There's a few. You can do your own research before opening a brokerage account. You'll have the information. I think I would like, I like those platforms. Usually you're able to compare them in the same space. So it's easier. But no, definitely like uh, the information's out there. It's a publicly regulated industry. So everything is out in the in the internet for sure. That makes a big difference, I think also, obviously. So that's a really definitely a good pro. So again, I just want to kind of recap that process. So we, uh, we've done our research, we're in our brokerage account. And all we have to do is essentially, once we have that account open is we can just buy shares in that company, like we'd buy any other, you know, an ETF or anything like that. Yeah, it trades exactly like a stock. So you can buy and sell it anytime you want. Are there REIT ETFs? Yeah, that's something that, another thing too. So if you do want to buy REITs, you have a choice. Do you want to buy individual companies? So you can buy individual uh, industrial, commercial, or you can buy a ETF, which is an exchange traded funds. And what's nice with that is they really have a pool of different 
categories of REITs, so it's diversification. So if you want to do something like that, definitely do have a, there's quite a few ETF REITs that you can buy as well. All right, good to know. That is something I learned. I did not know that. Um, so if somebody is watching this and they're like, okay, I want to invest in REITs. This is something I want to add to my portfolio. What is something they can do today to help move them closer to that? Do your research with brokerage accounts you want to open? Follow some people because there's quite a few people that talk about REITs as well. And I, you know, I do that too, even though I know very well the, the, the industry. I follow people who talk about REITs, follow them. And if you're ready, invest in a in a, in a program that talks about investing and uh, what how, what to look for. Right. So, okay. So just, so some of those steps are, if you have a brokerage account already, you know, start kind of doing some of that research, find people to follow. If you don't have a brokerage account already, maybe that's something that you want to do. Qtrade, who is an online brokerage account, they are sponsoring the summit. So you can get some um, bonuses for signing up with them. It is free to get an account with them. So definitely look at that if you need an option. And then potentially, you know, start making those purchases or look, also looking for a course or some assistance that way. I think those are some really, really good tips, Charmy. All right. So um, yeah, Charmy, you have something that you would like to share with our audience today. Can you speak a little bit more about that? Yes, for sure. So I know it's been challenging this past few years with COVID, extremely high interest rates. So I've created the seven day money finder series. So every day you're going to get an email from me, how to find more money for you. And hopefully at the end of that seven days, you'll have extra money either to uh, pay down your debt or hopefully even better, have extra money to invest because that's where the magic happens. Awesome. So I want to thank again, Charmy, for our conversation. Are REITs better than real estate? I don't know if we've really kind of decided. I mean, maybe it's a bit of debate. I mean, we should kind of end with that, Charmy. What do you think? Are REITs, which one's better, REITs or traditional real estate? I will say it depends what you want. It always depends on the individual. It depends where it fits in your investment portfolio. And you can have both. It doesn't have to be one or the other. There you go. Um, that's it. And so thank you, Charmy. I want to thank you again for all the information you shared today. My pleasure. Thank you again for having me here, Maria. 